0: for listening to this message from the North Pole. I don't get a lot of titles for sermons I don't get that at all but today I got a phrase can you embrace today Can you be present in today Can you see yourself in a new day And what I mean by that is tomorrow is Monday, correct? So tomorrow's a new day. So in that, no matter what we do, we'll never be able to make Monday, Sunday. And we'll never be able to make Monday, Saturday. And we'll never be able to make Monday, Friday. And sometimes we'll fall into the trap that when we step into a Monday or step into a new day of today, we'll sit and long for a Friday while we can't enjoy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And then if we're not enjoying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll dream of old Fridays. And we'll get caught in a tension of what Tina talks about, Apostle D says all the time, is you get trapped between two ages. You get trapped between what worked and what seems right to a man, the end therefore is what? Death. Death. What seems right to you, the end therefore is death. And so when we get trapped in an old day or get trapped in an old age or get trapped in an old dimension, we'll start acting in an old way, expecting new results. But God is trying to take you into place of promise where there is a, what? Grapes the size of basketballs, milk and honey that flows without measure. And we'll go, but God was good over here. Because when we step into a Monday or we step into a new day, we have to begin to realize that there's things that I can do on a Monday. I have to do on a Monday. I should do on a Monday that I can't do on the leisure side of a Saturday or a Sunday. And so what happens is when we find ourselves in easy moments or leisure moments, we want to stay there rather than embracing the new day of walking around Jericho or stepping out and calling out Goliath. We want to go back to those moments of the Saturday and Sunday that were very restful, very easy. So for us here at the North Gate, we plowed like crazy in the overtaken days. Then all of a sudden we announce an age of peace an age of rest, and we find ourselves in a pattern in that day that we're like, man, this is pretty easy. We don't have food bank. We ain't got celebrate recovery. We ain't got marriage reload. Remember that? That was my my name for that, marriage reload. How many other ministries can we go ahead and figure out? We had school of ministry. We had father's table. That's five. We had all kinds of different outreaches. We were go, 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 go. And listen, in that time, we were all enjoying that because we were seeing people saved, get delivered. We were watching an outpouring of the Spirit like number before. But God never required for us to live on an outpouring. He wants you to till the ground and create a culture yourself. That's why in the wilderness they could not live off of manna. They could not live off of water from a rock. Those make awesome stories. But it does not create a culture that we can begin to pass on from generation to generation. Why can we not pass that on? It's miracles, signs, and wonders. Because there was a generation that died in the outpouring that could not manifest and build the culture. There was a generation that died. There's a generation that died in water from a rock, manna from heaven... And God raised up a generation that began to cultivate, that began to build, that can begin to see. We are called to marry the builders. We are called to marry the master plan of this land. We are called to represent and see a new day. And in that, when we do that, we're going to have to understand: Can you embrace the newness of today? We hear more people complain about Monday than any day of the week, and it's like, why? Monday's launching you into your dreams. Leisure and rest on Saturdays does not produce your dreams. It's the get up, punch the clock, go and put your hands to something that creates your dreams. You cannot wish for a dream and just watch it open up. It will be that easy, but you're going to have to put your hand to it. Why would you put your hand to something? Because literally the Bible says that a kingdom man, when he puts his hand to something and does not look back at yesterday, it has fruit and it's blessed. But any man that looks back is not fit for the kingdom. Yeah. Any man that puts his hand to the plow and looks forward will see dreams begin to come alive. Any man that looks back is not fit for the kingdom. We don't preach heaven and hell around here. We preach the kingdom of Almighty God because we're not going to look for hell. We're not going anywhere near hell. I don't even want to taste hell on earth. Why should I preach about something that I'm not going to attend? I'm not giving any attention to it. I don't want my kids to even know about it. We're so deep in beloved identity. I'm in devotion with my kids. And T-Bone goes, hey, am I saved? I'm like, what do you mean? When did I get saved? I said, wow, man, there's a little bit of old wineskin in my house. So T-Bone, you were saved the day you came out of your mother's womb. Beloved identity wrapped his arms all around you when we dedicated him back to the Lord. When we started raising him in, he didn't need to pray a sinner's prayer. You know why? Because as mom and dad, we made a vow to God. We will raise you up in the way of the Lord. And that will never depart from your children. Do we need salvation? Yes, today's the day of the Lord. You need to embrace this day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of the salvation of the Lord, which means the security of love. Today is the day of the security of love that is available to you. And you have to put yourself around a group of people. You have to put yourself in an environment. You have to put yourself in the presence of the security of love that you have no doubt that you're loved by God, that you don't ever need saved from hell. You don't ever need saved from the devil because you've surrounded yourself of the presence of love, that today is the day of salvation. Hebraic means security. Today is the security of God. It is the security of love. And all you have to do is be intentional and seek after him and you'll find it. Oh, yes. Are you here to embrace the new day? If you are, then you're gonna to have to stop being prisoner to time. Tonight's gonna to be all about review because we were told That there's a structure here there so your future is locked inside of your daily routine so if you don't feel loved what did you do today you don't feel valuable what did you do today i didn't accomplish anything what did you do today the first thing about embracing a new day is that you're going to have to realize that you have to embrace the love of god And if you can't get up on your own and embrace the love of God, that's why he sent them out two by two, then you're going to have to connect yourself with somebody that can help you lead you to love. You're going to have to connect yourself to, we got too many voices in our lives. If there's a voice in your life that says you ain't got to do all that, guess what they're not? They're not in the way of this house. They'll get in the way of this house for you and get in your way because they're not in the way you understand what I'm saying? We are called to be shakers and movers. We're not called to be complainers. We're not called to be voices of, you ain't got to do all that. That is not what we are called to do. What we are designed to do is be a house of God in this place. Be Hebzibah, be the delight of the Lord, understand beloved identity. We are to chase love all the days of our life. And when you realize you're chasing love and you go after love, guess what you realize? Love's actually been chasing you you'll realize that when you start to chase after love, you'll realize love was chasing you the whole time. And so embracing the new day, you can't hang on to anything of yesterday. And you're gonna have to begin to understand your future is locked inside of your daily routine. So, what am I supposed to do as a dad? What am I supposed to do? Raise you up in the way of the Lord. If we are gonna be dreamers, shakers, and movers and become the master plan of this entire city so that on earth as it is in heaven can happen here, then we're gonna have to understand our future is locked in our daily routine. And when I get up here and speak, I'm not giving you a good speech to get you out of hell. I'm giving you direction so that we can see heaven on earth. I'm not giving you a good speech so you don't go to the lake of fire. I'm going to show you you're so loved by God, you're a shaker and mover and a dreamer of the kingdom, not just for streets of world, but for a 40-mile radius that is actually a ripping of the veil of a culture for an entire nation. I'm trying to give you direction. And when I tell you your future's locked in your daily routine, when you don't feel loved and you don't feel abandoned and you feel numb and you don't feel like you're apart, then what you have to do, when all of that nonsense starts flooding up, stop what you're doing. Because nothing is going to be successful with a numb heart, with questions in your mind. You become a double minded man who is unstable in all of his ways. Stop your business, stop your company, stop your complaining, stop your murmuring. Stop right now. Because the people that murmured and complained died in the wilderness. They died. Complainers die. What died? Their dreams. They left Egypt believing for a land of promise and settled for a wilderness. Because you know what they couldn't do? They couldn't understand not complaining about the new day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. You catch yourself in anxiety, panic attacks, numb, don't fit in, don't feel loved, stop what you're doing. Get around encouragement. Get around love. Well, brother, what does that mean? Show up to a prayer meeting. Tell me, you don't come in here with these teenagers when we're here at three o'clock cranking all the songs that we're cranking about love and they're walking back praying in the Holy Ghost. Tell me you can leave here feeling like garbage. You can't, you can't. You can't, and what we made Christianity of is come feed me on a Sunday. Come feed me in my immaturity. We remain the children of a wilderness. Give me the rock, rock water from the rock. Give me the manna from heaven. Give me, Pastor Jimmy, give me, give me, give me. I am. Direction, your future's locked in your daily routine. What is coming out of this house is a word of the Lord. It's direction. Your future's locked inside of your daily routine. So you're going to have to embrace the new day that we're not overtaken and we're not the beginning phases of the North Gate anymore. We're shakers and movers. And we're going to come into the place where we can tie our own shoes. We can ride our own bicycles. Okay, y'all tracking with me? We're coming to the place where we can actually cook our own food. We're coming to the place. So what happens is we don't have to spend like we did today. We don't have to do what we've done in the future, spend two hours in worship to get you convinced you're loved by God and to worship Him and the worship music's not about you. Tonight, we didn't sing one song that was written by anybody else. All those songs came from heaven. All those songs were touched with honey from the lips of the singers of this house and the prophetic flow began to flow and God began to say, get ready, get your eagle wings out. It's time for you to go higher than you've ever went before. It's time for a new day. It's time for a new you. You're powerful. You're bright. You're delight. You're held by Alba, and he's never going to let you go. He's never going to let you down. God is messing with your theology so we don't have to go from freedom to prison, freedom to prison. We can be the design shakers and movers and embrace the new day, and be present in it, and not be wandering with our minds somewhere else. If you are numb, and if you are shaken, and if you feel alone, then you have to, this shirt was worn on purpose, you have to get around, iron sharpens iron. Dull don't sharpen dull. So I'm, I'm gonna make a phrase. And I'm gonna make people mad. And I'm gonna get emails and somebody go write about me on textbook. If you don't feel connected and you don't feel loved and you don't feel a part of the family and you don't feel like God's guys, stop taking pictures of Jonah getting on the boat. That's how we would operate in this culture. We are called to be shakers and movers. Guess what we're not called to be? It's all, remember, this is all. You're going to rehash some stuff. We're not called to be independent. He was called to be a part of a city, a part of a people. He didn't like those people. He didn't like that city. So he jumped on a boat and did his own independent thing. We would watch Jonah get on a boat, watch people take pictures of him, and then we would all like that Jonah's on the boat, leaving the people and the city that he was called to. My God, I'll throw this thing. independence by definition not subject to control or submission they are self-governing they're not affiliated with anybody it's all about them they are not requiring or relying on someone else's input they are not looking for others opinions counsel they are not bound or committed to anything but themselves That is a spirit of independence that will always manifest in an orphan spirit to say that they rejected me, they pushed me away, they didn't want anything to do with me, and we're all screaming, man, we are shakers and movers, and we want to flip the world upside down. We are the delight of God, and dreams will only happen when a handful of people come together. Listen, when Joshua sees the promised land, he didn't see it independently, he had a man named Caleb with him, and then him and Caleb had to speak to an entire generation and say, we're going to to take what is rightfully ours. And those that could not believe did not go. Oh, man. But you know what's awesome? All the people that died in the wilderness, if any of them went to hell, they got saved. Because <laughs> when the veil ripped and he shot down in the spirit, he rescued all the people. Are we going to make this about heaven and hell, Ed, or are we going to shake streets, bro? Yeah. Are we going to take Jericho or make it about the wilderness? <laughs> God is looking for iron sharpens iron, but iron sharpens iron can only be found in encouragement, hope, sharp. Come on, put up Proverbs for me. Watch what iron sharpens iron. Can I have some fun with you about the murmurs and complainers? Watch this. Can I show you what independence is before we get to iron sharpens iron? This is the Bible. This is awesome. This is like comic relief. Do you think you're blessing your neighbors? This is independence right here. Do you think you're blessing your neighbors when you sing at the top of your lungs early in the morning? Don't be fooled. They'll curse you for doing it. There are people that are literally doing things, watch. They're doing things in the name of the Lord and people aren't loving it. Wow. Your Facebook posts, we're looking at them and going, you're not fooling us. Because you know what I ain't got to do? Tell everybody that my marriage is awesome and tell everybody my life is awesome and tell everybody I'm the apple of God's eye and tell everybody I don't have to try to convince anybody I'm having a good time. Woo! Go to the next verse. 15. Get your thumb clicker ready. I'm rolling. At an endless drip, drip, drip from a leaky faucet and the words of a cranky, naggy wife have the same effect. <laughs> we stayed in a hotel room here recently that the faucet was drip, drip, drip. I tried to, watch, I tried to put a towel under it. I tried to tighten it. I tr- Watch, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried. Guess what we eventually had to do? Leave the drip Behind. There are some people that are voices in you that aren't speaking into your dreams. They're telling you, you ain't got to do all this, you ain't got to do all that. And you're having too many voices in your ears. When I was in here a minute ago telling you you're a shaker and a mover, calling you a king. And you're like, dude, I'm not going anywhere till I see the fulfillment of the kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdoms of our God. And in Christ Jesus, I live and move and have my being. I want to see the promises of Almighty God come to pass. Yes. The structure's here, and it has to do with one thing: I'm loved, you're loved, we're all loved. Me first, you first, us first. It's the biggest thing an end person don't want to hear. You actually have to be connected to the body of Christ, like connected. Connected, not go to the church at Easter, not go to the church at Christmas, not go under heaven and dinner. You are called to be connected to the body of Christ. Period. Yeah. Period. If you want to see dream, and listen, the dream is not us having the largest church. That is nonsense. That is nonsense. You know what that is? That's Lucifer convincing one third of heaven that it's all about the popular vote. He was anointed. He was gifted, and he led. A third of heaven away from Abba. Dude, come on, man. Y'all got to be hearing me teach tonight. Can you embrace where we are going as a family? Can you embrace how important, watch, the oil of this house is? Okay, what we have to stop doing, I'm going to be dead for a second. You get your little feelings hurt. I don't care. All right, cool. You want me to do it funny? I don't want your little feelings hurt. Don't eat your own feelings hurt. Who lives in streets, I'll stand up? 98% of this room lives in the city. If Prophet Mike, it's usually Prophet Mike and Mike Clendenin that keep oil in this lampstand. If one day they wake up and go, I'm not doing it. I'm ain't doing it. Ain't doing it. And then I come here to light the lamp. So we get the whole scripture text. Who, watch, who would light a candle? Y'all listen to me. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Scripture says who would light a candle or a lamp and hide it? Who would? Who would? No one. No one, no one. This is not about you being saved from the lake of fire. This is about you being a city set on a hill, being a shaker and a mover. This is about the light and love of Christ being shed abroad across this entire region that people can get out of the daggone hell of the religious duties and obligations. I didn't tell anybody here, do you come and pray in this church? It's an obligation. I'm not saying that. I'm asking what you're doing with your spare time. That's confronting and it's truth and it's love. It's love. God has given us a direction to begin to fill this lampstand with oil. Here's what I love. He don't live in this city. He does live in this city. And watch, those that don't live and those that do live, make sure that oil is in this every time you come into the house so you have a clear picture of what it means to be the light in the darkness in the world that we very live in. Come on, the answer for darkness is not five mile K runs. The answer for darkness is not feeding the homeless. The answer for the darkness is not giving money to the poor. The answer for the darkness is us being so loved by Abba that we go to Jesus and anything that we ask in his name, he said it twice. This started the whole year off. Yeah, man. And then the apostle comes in and says, the nation and the arks need your intercession. Yeah. Do you know what that was? That was identification. That was identification to be a shaker and a mover from a pipeline all the way in Ohio, all the way to Alabama, that you are called to be shakers and movers. And all I'm trying to do is poke and provoke and say, hey, come for 15 minutes. This is what I think Dutch actually heard. Give me 15 and watch your 15 turn to 30 and watch your 30 turn into an hour. And I'm telling you, why is this vital? I was in here with Shauna Chambers and I'm telling you, the glory of God came in this room. I felt like it was stronger than the meetings with Apostle Damon. We were weeping and crying and lifting our voice and Shauna's sitting right here and I was sitting on the other side of the altar and we were crying out to God together send them by two on the day that you don't feel like coming in here and praying why don't you look around this room and ask somebody to come with you and get out of your independence you don't come in here and pray it listen you don't come in here and pray at all you're not embracing the new day And you're gonna be caught in two dimensions. You're gonna be caught in two ages and you're gonna get pulled. And guess what will eventually happen? You'll lose respect for the house. You'll lose the vision of the house because you look for what's convenient and not what is direction. Does that mean I gotta be... No, I had a spiritual son text me the other day. Literally, this is what he told me. On the days that I come in here and pray, I feel like... On the days I don't come in here... Guess what my response was? My response was not, well, you better make sure you pray every day. No, my response was, you're beloved no matter what. The whole thing is for you to begin to hear from God as is. Because what I love about this, if you'll hear this correctly, Mike don't know if Mike's putting oil in the stand, but they're both ready to put oil in the stand. Here's how I'll tell you if you're following yourself. Come here, Ash. Strong leader vocally nope bold nope every day I'm going to put oil in for who for your sons and daughters to find their way home Ed and Jeanette in here faithfully at 11 o'clock these are your leaders are you following your leaders or doing your own thing oh I know I am pissing off religious people there he goes with his control and where do you pray and where do you go after God Instead of criticizing us, when do you get on your face and pray for the city that you live in? Whether it's in Florida, South Carolina, Alabama, when are you getting on your face? Quit criticizing and being a drippy faucet to somebody who's trying to do right. We're a shaker and mover, and you're actually complacent. What is lukewarm Christianity? It means you have no excitement of God whatsoever. Let me give it to you in layman's turn. If we put Miley Cyrus on, party in the USA, and your kids go nuts, but we put on, I thank God, and they don't even budge, there's your indicator of what you worship. Are you getting legalistic, brother? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all. I didn't tell you to stop listening to secular music. That's not what I said at all. I'm telling you, does your kids have more discernment for the things of Jesus than the things of this world. Because this world is called Babylon. And they are here to indoctrinate, they are here to manipulate, they are here to twist. Am I confronting tonight? I am, but when I'm in confrontation, I'm not confronting anymore. I'm actually peaceful. True or not true, David and Sarah? I was in hell the other night in a baseball meeting and I watched people attack authority and I watched slander and accusation begin to fly up. And then I stand up and brought peace in the room. When I brought peace in the room, two seconds into me bringing peace, guess what? The demonic manifested and tried to bring up my past. And we told Jezebel, bye, as she left the door. And then we went back to bringing peace. And guess how we brought peace? We quit even pushing towards the issues of the baseball field. And we looked and I found the man's wife. And I said, hey, we're talking about your husband here. I know it stings a little bit. I said, but would it not be better if we're all learning here? Wouldn't it not be better if we're all embracing a new day? Wouldn't it be better if we could all learn from this? Did I not? David and Sarah was in the room. (sighs) Don't get caught in yesterday. Understand God has a new day before you. Listen to what I just said. Am I telling you out of obligation to be in this place every single day? I'm not, but I told you when we started this, have an ear to hear. When you're just sitting at home watching TV, should you be in here? Driving before work, coming home after work. We are called to intercession at youth camp. Apostle D, our apostle said, it's time to get the lamp stand back out. And we're doing that here. But you know what I don't want to do? I want to get beyond instruction. Everybody hear what I just said? I want to get beyond this. And I want you to understand it's a way of life. I want you to get beyond this. My God, that a pastor would get up and ask his people to pray. But listen, there are religious people that are hurt that are gonna watch this and say, there he is, he's an occult leader. He's, an occult. he's controlling the people. Why? Because I'm doing literally what the Old Testament said, humble yourself and pray for the lamb. Yeah. The absence of light makes the world dark. So here's the thing. We have more churches than we've ever had in history. We have more churches than we've ever had in history, but we have more darkness than we've ever had in history. So is the issue churches? No, we don't need to erect another church. What we need is the people to pray. We need the people to get on their face and not just pray for darkness to flee. First John tells us, if you understand that you are the light, and you understand that you are love that begins to bring light to the darkness by you just knowing fully who you are in the earth. Amen? Amen. Go ahead and sit down. I don't know how long I made you stand up. I'm sorry. Please don't be mad at me. But these scriptures are pretty cool, right? Can you stop the north wind from blowing or grasp a handful of oil? That's easier than to stop her or others from complaining. Watch, it actually gives you permission that you can stop wind and grab oil. Are you you tracking with me? You can stop the wind and you can grab oil. It's better to get away from somebody that complains. Now watch, this is where I'm getting at here. If you don't feel apart, it can't be, well, I did this for years. It can't be me come grab you and say, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It has to be a yielding of you to be unveiled. That's why there's honey available. Mark gets up and gives us the most incredible prophecy. That Saul is trying to get everybody to follow him, which is not the way of the prophetic and which is not the way of the prophet. It is the way of Babylon. They wanted a king. God wanted the prophetic adaptation and a prophetic voice to be over the kingdom. They wanted a king and they wanted it too early. So literally, Babylon calls for a fast. Jonathan, the king's son, doesn't hear the call of Babylon and goes and instead of fasting, he feasts. He finds honey. When the honey touches his mouth, the Bible says that he was awakened to everything that was going on. And he became a follower of David from that moment on. What did he become a follower after? Beloved. God, man, I'm run. Quit letting Babylon tell you how to live, raise your kids, all of that. I'm telling you, the more we went away from the public school and went into homeschool, it was like it was literally like the honey came. Like, am I saying that for everybody in this room? I'm not. I'm not. But I'm telling you, if you hear things, if you hear things, adhere to what the Spirit is saying. We have to become a people of the wind and embrace the new day. We have to embrace the new day. Well, brother, what about prom? Homestead had a prom this past weekend. Do you not realize we're in liberty? But we're also in maturity. We're in liberty, but we're called to be in maturity. Amen? So God is calling us to be in the comfort of family. He's calling us to be the axes that are grinded together. It takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade. I want you to understand this revelation right here. For you to become sharp, to become a shaker and mover, you're going to have to watch The blade doesn't become sharp because of the grinding wheel. The blade has to yield itself to the wheel. The axe does nothing but yield. The grinding that is by the blacksmith. He begins to pump the pedal that makes the stone begin to move. He takes now... The craftsman takes the axe in the hand and iron begins to sharpen iron. And it's the axe that is laid down and it's through the heat and the pressure and the fire and the hammering of the blacksmith that begins to shape the axe. Iron sharpens iron. iron listen, you can't do, I love this, but it's not biblical. Iron sharpens iron, it's not two axes. The axe has to be put in the hand of a blacksmith. The ax has to be put in the hand of a blacksmith who can grind away all the rough edges to make you sharp. And he has to be able to beat you into submission to shape you. Oh, my God. I can hear the emails now. I can hear them now. Are y'all tracking with me? So it takes a oneness. It takes an accord. It takes... Romans 8, 28, put it up for me. Romans 8, 28, let's read it all together here. So we are convinced. The problem is, are you convinced? Are you convinced this is home? Are you convinced of the way of beloved identity? Are you convinced that you're pierced by righteousness? Are you convinced? If you're not convinced, quit, quit, quit with the I'm numb, I'm processing, I'm going through this. Get smack dab in the middle of beloved identity. I texted out the other day because I'm tired of the text messages. I'm just telling you. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of them. You have been given instruction, direction, embrace the new day. That new day was given to you almost seven years ago. Proximity fixes everything. We put it on a daggone gun and gave it to him. A 30-30 gun that has a direct sight that has per- precision shooting, if you feel off in your target of life and dreams and you feel off in beloved identity, then I would dial back in to 30 minutes of prayer and 30 minutes reading to the word. Do you have to do that in maturity? You don't. But it is immature when the love of God is so strong on a weekend like last weekend and we come out of it and go, I don't know if I'm loved. Yeah. It's because you're not in proximity. Yeah. It wasn't just one, multiple text messages. Why do I have the relationship that I have with Damon Thompson? Number one, honor, period. Period. Let, let, yep. Do you want me to go get my whiteboard and write it real huge and big? Many of you are going, I don't know how to get connected to you and Tina. Let me, let me spell it out for H-O-N-O-R. Yeah. Brad Custer came in here. What you honor gets pulled to you. What you dishonor gets... You want more of Jesus? H-O-N-O-R. You want something. Does that mean you got to give them money? No. No, it doesn't mean what at all. You got to see them rightly. I preached it on Wednesday. For you to get in one accord, you're going to have to what? You're going to have to come into agreement. You're going to have to have a Yes. You're going to have to have, watch, this is all definition. One accord, Holy Ghost, shakers and movers. One mind, one accord, united with one passion. Accord, to be in agreement, to be in proper relationship, to understand union that is sound and in tune. Big Mike uses it the best when somebody goes to leave the church and they actually dare enough to sit down with us and do it properly. He says it like this. He said, my tuning fork and his tuning fork, if I hit them both and mine don't sound like his, then I've got to make adjustments to make his sound like mine. That's what he says. Isn't that true? He has to make adjustments. We live in a culture that doesn't honor authority. You want me to make all the adjustments. You're going to have to adjust your world. I can see it now. I'm getting my widow feelings hurt. Why? I'm giving you the keys to your dreams. I'm giving you the keys to your dreams. I'm giving you the keys to your dreams. Proper relationships bring about one accord that brings about iron sharpens iron. Unity. Unity is caused at the act of a single entity becoming one. You finally agree in harmony. One passion. It's a compelling emotion, a strong love, an extravagant fondness, a design. you have to ask yourself, when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to the family of God, when it comes to the authority of God, are you a drippy sink? Or are you a tambourine celebrating? When he got a promotion and a job, were you a tambourine or a drippy sink? When he got healed, were you a drippy sink or a tambourine? Come on, come on, come on. I'm not with you at your house when you whine to your wife that God doesn't love me and God doesn't bless me. Spend some time with Jesus and tell me if you're loved. You spend more time with your independent broken self or other independent broken people because maturity will look at you and go what are you doing you're loved you're, what are you doing what are you doing see the problem is we want more people to wallow with us in the pig pen that's why you won't call her because she'll tell you get up you know what she's actually trying to do make you righteous righteous man falls seven times and gets up she's actually trying to make you righteous how dare you call me? Because i tell you to get up. Get up. Get up. I've never looked at any son or daughter in this place and say, you should have listened to me. I told you so. I've never told anybody. You know what I tell them? We went either way. You, you're loved. We went either way. Look at me. We went either way. But there is a way that is easier that we have been called into, and it's the way of the kingdom. It is a way of devotion, honor, and order. Are you present in the new day? Are you still in the gym? Are you present in the new day? Are you still in the old building? Are you present in the new day and still have leaven of the childhood ministry you grew up in? Come on, come on. And guess what we'll say in a mockery perverted spirit? I'm right on time, right where I'm supposed to be in love, but you're frustrated. You're not at peace. Even though your Facebook tries to get everybody to believe it. If I have to be so informative that my world is so amazing, it's probably not. Jonah on the boat. I got free cruise tickets. God loves me. Y'all tracking with me here? Are you tracking with me? You got too many voices. You're still connected to old wineskins. And then you're sitting here wondering, why why am I not where I want to be? Why am I not where I want to be? Why am I not where I want to be? If you're right on time and right where you're supposed to be, then the question, that that doesn't even make its way to your thought process. The more we have stepped into beloved identity, I'm not going, why don't we have the middle building yet? And why don't I have this with Apostle Damon? And why don't I have this kind of house? And why don't I have this kind of floor? And why don't I have this kind of thing? And it's Trump's fault. And it's Biden's fault. And it's gas prices fault. It's my boss's fault. You're a drippy sink. Hey, hey, hey. This is not a me- Dude, if you're falling asleep, stand up. I'm looking around the room at people nodding off, Stand up. This will change your life and maybe save your kids, kids, kids. I know Wednesday night was confronting and I know a night was confronting, but I'm going to tell you right now, when we had the move of God that we had here with Saturday and Sunday and then literally like no adults show up for prayer, we've not stepped into the new day and you need to hear this. Once again, not call an obligation. It's not what I'm calling. But were you at home the leisure like it's Sunday? Or are you ready to be a shaker and a mover? Are you just going to rely on a guy that don't live here and a guy that lives here to put the oil in all the time? You can tell I'm a real shepherd. You want to know why? I'm not scared if anybody leaves. Oh, my God, I might offend somebody. I might offend you into your greatest transformation you've ever been in your life. I might confront the complacency in you that you change. Or what you'll do is run away and then you'll tell everybody on Facebook land, I'm so good since I got away. You're good because you're like the little kid that's wandering around Disneyland. And then when you realize you need authority, they'll call. They always do. They always do. They always do. They call when somebody's in hospital, they call when somebody dies, come preach their funeral. They always do. That's not a knock on one. That's many. I buried grandparents. I buried children. I've asked to do weddings. Somebody's in the hospital, they call. We have to get away from SOS Christianity. Listen, that is not for people on live stream. That's in this room. You want to know how weird ladies, the female text... Many of you are still stuck in SOS Christianity. You want to know why? I'll put fresh apostolic revelation on and get five likes. One person asks for prayer and 52 people say I'm praying. You're SOS Christianity. Hero time. The greatest hero you can become to this nation is understand apostolic teaching. They were steadfast in apostles' doctrines and teachings. And from that became many miracle signs and wonders. From that became the answer of a culture that shifted everything. That they didn't even have to preach on hell in the books of Acts. All they preached on was the kingdom of Almighty God. And they saw miracle signs and wonders. They saw multiple. We are stuck in SOS Christianity that the only time we want to be super spiritual is when somebody's sick. Half the time, this is how you should track where I'm at. When somebody texts on there that they're sick and need prayer, do I respond? I'm I'm, going to get everybody in the room right here. You ready? She texts about Armin on the group text. It pops up. I read it. I looked at her and I said, it's just a panic attack. I didn't text him. I didn't call him because you know what I needed to do? Sit with him face to face in my office and I'll choke the life out of panic and anxiety. There ain't no doctor. There ain't no medication. There ain't no psychiatrist. It's him being told he's loved. He's loved. He's loved. He's loved. He's loved. loved. Your wife's loved. Your kids are loved. Ain't no diabetes. You know why it ain't diabetes? Because he stood up here and got laid his hands on. The diabetes is being healed every day. This is what we preach in here. Why are you not amen to me and flipping from the chandeliers? You have to start believing what's being taught in here. Why do you have to start believing what's being taught in here? Because when he got his hands laid on and prayed for down in Alabama, we knew at that moment, this is coming to an end. 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 And the tipping point came over here with Cookie and a bunch of boys all praying for other people and praying for each other. And then all of a sudden, my son goes, hey, hey, I ain't got no pain no more so he's being healed of diabetes so i don't receive the report that his heart's being jacked up because of diabetes because diabetes has already been choked out on the cross yeah. when jesus shed his blood It was already dealt with there listen this past month baby girl didn't use 50 units of her insulin right. get out of sos christianity She's being healed every month of diabetes and doctors can't explain it. Does that mean don't put stuff? No, but you better make sure that your emotions, that's not a knock on them. We, have got to have oil in here that we start discerning. If I thought that man was having a heart attack, we'd have been in this room. I love that man with every fiber that's within me. But we, infirmity will keep flooding this house. If every time a sickness jumps up, boop, oop, oop, oop. Oop, it's a cold. Oop, it's a sniffles. Oop, it's pink eye. Oop, it's COVID. Oop, it's diabetes. Oop, it's cancer. Do you not or do you not believe that these signs shall follow them that believe that you can lay hands on the sick and they recover? I'm believing every day Delilah wakes up, she's healed, 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 healed. Healed, 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 healed. So are we convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan? Are we convinced? Watch. If, how many of you love the picture out there that Ed and Jeanette sponsored, gave, donated to the family? Isn't it awesome? The interweaving. Her mom, how, how many years did your mom take that picture? How many years did it take her to? Oh, just months. months. Took her months to do that. But watch. If she would have used any other color, a different size of thread, we wouldn't have that finished piece. My God. It's important on who you hang out with. The picture, if I could bring it off the wall, that's right by the men's bathroom of the Last Supper. A woman hand-stitched that together, weaving every inch. Together to make that masterpiece. She did not use a different kind of string. She did not use a different color string. And we have to begin to watch what we interweave our lives with. Me and Tina talked about this today. Because here's the big thing of the Northgate. You can't hang out with people outside the church. Cult. No? We used to hang out with Mike and Kim all the time. You know why we hung out with Mike and Kim? H. O-N-O-R. They never disrespected me and my wife. They never disrespected our ministry, even though we didn't even believe the same. I hang out and call my old boss who is Muslim. Why do I call Enver Beckett? H-O-N-O-R. He don't ever talk about my marriage. He don't ever talk about you as a church. He don't ever talk about, he does not, he's not a drippy faucet. Some of you guys hang out with drippy faucets because you think that you'll win them back. No, they'll probably pull you away. Some of y'all need to watch who you go to coffee with. Some of y'all need to watch who you let your kids hang around. This ain't a game, man. This ain't a game. This ain't a game. Future's locked in your daily routine anxiety comes from the measurement of time anxiety comes from a thought that you have in your head that comes day after day after day that's why romans 12 says bring every thought into captivity listen to me anxiety comes from a thought that pops up every day that you're running out of time this is never going to change this is never going to work why does that happen because you don't embrace the new day you don't embrace the newness you still get torn into an old age I 100% do not respond to her like I did seven years ago. Don't at all. Zero. Gone. No leaven. Does this make sense? Y'all tracking with me? Do you understand how important it is to be with somebody, one of authority, two, somebody of like mindedness? It is important to be in accord, it is important to have proper relationships, be in agreement. Being a harmonious union, it is important, listen to me, to have the right lens when it comes to a cause, when it comes to honor, when it comes to respect. We have to begin to understand. I'm not reading. Yes, I am. I'm going to read it. Put Hebrews 10 up on the board for me. Because this is what we taught on. An apostle said we're in a new day. So you have to ask yourself this. Do you feel as a brother and a sister? If you do not feel as a brother and a sister, then I'm going to say this one more time. Proximity fixes everything. Proximity fixes everything. Proximity fixes everything. Proximity to Jesus first and foremost. If you're numb, if your world is messed up, you feel anxious, you feel off, stop your world and get to Jesus ASAP. One of the things I told, oh, I can say this, I told Armin inside, this is not breaking any confidentiality. I said, anytime that panic comes up, I don't care if you're at the daycare, I don't care if you're at Woodsies, I don't care where you're at, get away from everybody and find the song that connects you to the heart of beloved. And you shut the world out. You know what that's doing? That's taking your cares and your worry and laying them at the feet of Jesus rather than become a drippy, naggy sink. Because listen to me, I sat in a community argument, and I stood up finally and said, this is getting nowhere. This tennis match is not changing a thing, and none of us are learning anything. I went straight into pastoral mode to literally, you can ask David and Sarah, peace came in the room. People almost started to tear up because at the end of the day, I asked this one simple question, can we all look for change? Can we all, can you all look at your jobs, your careers, your families, your marriage and do this one thing? I can make room for change. If you can make room for change, then you ask this one thing to come into your world and it's the love of Jesus. It's not confessing of your sins that you're a piece of garbage. It's saying, God, today is the day that you made. I need to rejoice in this day. So I'm not rejoicing right now. So that means I've got to get with the one that made the day i've got to get with the one that made the day i've got to get with the one that made the sun come up the one that made the stars shine that makes the grass grow makes the rain fall make it not fall make the waves come to the point of the tide and not do the tide i've got to get to the one that controls the world because he can control my inner world so that i can bring transformation number one thing is if you don't feel loved You get alone with God, and if you still don't feel loved, don't go to somebody to vent about how crappy your life is. You're a drippy sink. Go find somebody who will encourage you in the love of God and tell you who you really are. Y'all tracking with me? We've preached this for two months. And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because the blood of Jesus, and he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly, without hesitation. Look at me, boldly, without hesitation, without fear. For he has dedicated a new life-giving way. Look at me. February 14th was new. I'm gonna give you front page news in this place. I'm not gonna be here next Sunday. So, besides Big Mike, BB, and Mike Clendenin, who's gonna be in here with the teenagers? Stop putting it on me and her and the leaders. Who's gonna be in here with the teenagers? I'm asking you a question. Are you still stuck in an old day that prayer wasn't that important? Because in the gym, it was. And in the next dimension, we kind of backed up to a degree and we shouldn't have, and that's on me, that's on me, that's on me, you want to know why, because I wanted to make life convenient, we're in the age of peace, and then I would preach to you guys, age of peace doesn't mean laziness, I was preaching to myself, because when I get in here, and walk back and forth, and pray, and go after God, every time I do that, I was like, there you are, 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 November 29th was my born again again moment of me coming into the new day. Do you know what I had to hear to bring me into a new day? You didn't see it because you don't live with me. Some of you need to ask your spouse and those that are closest to you. After Thanksgiving, I'm looking at my wife privately. I'm being very vulnerable right now. She looked me in the face and said, who are you? I said, what's that supposed to mean? She said, where's the man of fire I married? Can you two look at each other? Can you look at each other and say, I'm the same burning man? Can you look at each other and say, I'm the same burning man or woman? Can we look at each other and say, you're the same burning man? Can we do that? Can we look at each other and say, because it's glory to glory. I feel like I'm burning hotter today than I ever have. I feel like I'm more subtle in who I am as a man of God than I've ever been. I feel like I have more joy. I feel like I have more peace. And you know where my greatest anchor for that was? Her first, and then when Apostle D left this place, he said, I've never seen you more confident. I've never seen you more on fire. I didn't even touch a microphone. Maybe that was why he said what he said because I didn't need to move the crowd and I didn't need to say anything. I needed to watch my little girl get up there and be all she was designed to be and watch my wife be all she's designed to be and watch my sons and spiritual sons go after God and be designed who you're designed to be. But what you can't do is make that a moment of when apostle comes. We are a unique group of people that are called to be the shakers and the movers and the intercessors and the dreamers and the Josephs and the Ephraims and the Manassas. We we are called to be the shifters of a nation. Does that mean nations will come? I don't know, but I know that we can pray prayers that shift dimensions. Today's a gut check. Is it different today? Are you different today than you were two months ago? Glenn, I can say yes. I can look at you, Glenn, as the father of this house and say what you had to walk through. Do you know what he had to walk through? Listen to me. You know what he had to walk through? Something every single one of us had to walk through. Corrective crisis. He had to walk and face death the dark night of the soul, and say, if God takes Rhonda home, I'm loved. If God heals her, I'm loved. And what did we watch a man do week after week after week while doctors are saying she's dying? He's going, I'm loved, I'm loved, I'm loved, I'm loved, I'm loved. Come back the next week. She's dying. I'm loved, I'm loved, I'm loved. She's dying. I'm loved, I'm loved. Glenn, she's healed. Yeah. Many of you in this room have been to the dark night of the soul and you get there into the new day of transformation and you forfeit and head back to old days and old ways and old wineskins and old ways of doing business and old ways of handling money and old ways of paying taxes and old ways of treating people and old ways of honor when God's calling you glory to glory and faith to faith. You are called to be the tip of the spear. will you embrace the new day? If you keep doing it the way you're doing it, then a corrective crisis will come around. What's that mean? It means what seemed right to a man. What seemed right, this just seems right. Just seems right. This is why people that ain't under authority, I get far away from. Because what seems right Well, it seems right. Yeah, it's good till it rains, then you got no covering. It's good when the sun's shining and rainbows are hitting and, and guess what they come running for? The umbrella called authority. I proved it in that baseball meeting. The word authority apostolically and in the English dictionary is one who settles issues. Has nothing to do with control. It sees that things are off. It's these things are often we bring them into alignment. How do we bring them into alignment? Together, 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 one accord, unity, passion. Y'all tracking with me? All right. There's a new life giving way to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to who? Jesus free and fresh access to Jesus. If your world is jacked up, you do not have to be in a church service. You have to get in proximity of the one who knows the number of the hair on your head. The one who knows every breath of your life. The one who knows the scrolls in Zion. The author and finisher of your life. You've got to get to him. And if you can't get to him by yourself, then you better know somebody that's connected to him and you better reach out to them and say, I need Jesus now. I'm about to flip my mom and dad's world but this morning my sister thought i was in church and marcia began to text me and she said i've tried my way a thousand times but i know jimmy right now the only person that can fix my life is god and i need you to give me to jesus Don't hide. Get the word out. Don't hide. When my family didn't want to do anything with this church and my family wants to false accuse me and tell me I'm not preaching the word, when my sister needed Jesus the most, she reached out to me. (sighs) (sighs) Don't get caught in your own path because they're going to come looking for him. And they're going to find him through you. Don't get off the path. Don't quit now. Don't give up now. Don't stop dreaming now. Don't let go now. You're a king. 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 Yeah, man. We come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, not closed off. Fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance. Nothing. We sung that tonight prophetically. Nothing can keep me from Abba. 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 Abba. The one phrase that I love that my apostle says all the time, are you burning hotter today than you ever have in your life? If that's not true, then get rid of the distraction. Get rid of the voices. Get rid. Walk away from anything that would separate you from God because he said, nothing can separate me from you. Your actions, nor height, nor depth, nor principalities, nor things that are here or things to come can separate you from the love of God. This is the new day. This is the new day. We start walking together and what's the path? Asking you to come in here and pray is to do what? Asking you to fall in love with Jesus more and more every day. Every day you come in here. I'm not in here. I don't know if you're here. I know I saw a ton of people this week that were coming in here, and I'm trying to encourage and confront those that don't think this is a big deal. Come in here throughout the day when somebody's in here praying. Come in here when, people, when ladies are coming through their work hours and men, come in here and watch Jason McDowell on his knees right there. Come in here and listen to Josh and Jeremy. Come in here and watch people watch Curtis 5 30 in the morning Joey 5 30 in the morning coming in here and filling this place so that those times that you don't feel encouraged and you come in here for your 15 or your 20 or your 30 or your whatever you get hit by the love of God when you come in the room because nobody's in here praying against darkness everybody's in here praying love I can hear I can hear Beth in the corner in Love over Colton. I can hear her interceding love over her children, over her family in love. Oh, Abba, Abba you're good. You're good. I watch Beth with tears run down her face declare how good Abba is. Why you do that? Because when her coworker walks in here, she finds out how good Abba is. When Colton ends up coming back in here, he finds out how good Appa is. And what if it's not in here? What if it's at another church? Because this is not just the North Gate. This is the kingdom. Whew. Come on, man, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it in this room. I'm For your hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity, and we have been freed from the accusing conscience. Now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God both inside and out. So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Know that God always keeps his promises. What will get you off track? Not following the direction of the house, you going and doing your own thing, trying harder, harder, harder. It's not about trying harder. It's about being in step and in sequence, and this thing becomes easy. It becomes easy. So wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion. I've been telling you this. If you can't find God, find somebody who's got him. That's how you motivate one another. This is how you encourage one another right here.
1: Sorry. Um, if you go back to Hebrews, hold the Hebrews ten nineteen up there, Kevin, for me, and then I'm going to read Ephesians two twenty two. So now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. He welcomes us to come into His most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and without hesitations. Ephesians two twenty two says, "This entire building's under construction and continually growing up." under his supervision until it rises up completely as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each of you into the holy of holies, his dwelling place. So not only do we boldly approach him, but we yeah. boldly approach each other because yeah. we're becoming the holy of holies. Yes. So we go into the holy of holies when we're connected here and here. They're intertwined because he's making us the holy of holies. So when we come into this sanctuary and we're putting our oil in the lamp of the North Gate, the 15 minutes he's asking for, you're coming before the throne of God and before the throne of God.
0: Yes. Both yes. are the holy yes. place yes. and they can't be, they yes. can't be separated. Yes. So what does that take us to next? It takes us to Hebrews 10, 25. That says this right here. No, no, no. Let's finish with 24. Discover creative ways to encourage one another and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This means honoring one another. The only way you can honor one another is have high respect for one another, have great esteem for one another, to understand that you hold a great respect as a verb. That's honor. You hold great respect and understand... That you keep your word or agreement. You, that's honor. Honor is keeping your word. So, one of those things where it was like, I don't know about giving you money all the time, then follow what we're teaching. The message is not going to change. We're not going to begin tomorrow to begin to preach on hell and go back into spiritual warfare. We are shakers and movers in the kingdom. You are dreamers. You are kings. You are royal priesthood. You're entrepreneurs. You will hold the master plans of an entire city. You're the pearl with great price. You're the treasure hidden in the field that he is willing to sell everything so that you can begin to recognize who you are. The problem is it's hard for us to recognize who we are when we will not walk in cadence of what God is wanting us to do in this house, we start marching independently to the beat of our own drum because we're worried about tomorrow. We're anxious about getting things done. We won't take time. Be present in the day. Got to get this done, brother. You don't understand. I got to get this done. I got to get this done, brother. You don't understand. I got to get this done. You don't understand. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. You don't understand. I got to get this done. Chick-fil-A understood. There has to be rest. Hobby Lobby understood it too. Does this mean we shut down on Sundays? No. I'm telling you, when you don't feel loved and you feel numb and you feel disconnected, you're disconnected from a world you're designed to create and change and reform. And so the moment that you don't feel like you have any value, you are to stop your world because you don't want to live there. That's as gentle and as kind, as loving as I can tell you. Stop Stop trying to get affirmation. Stop trying to get somebody's approval. Stop. I'll be honest with you. That's the first time I've been in the presence of Apostle D in our thing, going, what's he thinking? 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 Because I finally understand. I'm loved. Even if one of you would have acted like a complete knucklehead, he's not going to throw me away. And if somebody would have acted like a complete knucklehead with all my brothers and my apostle here, God is not going to give up on us. He's not going to quit on us. He's not going to throw in the towel on us. Come on. How many times have we proved in here as a family, we're not going to throw you away. We're not going to throw in the towel. We're not going to give up. It's going to finish. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. We're going to celebrate on the other side of this. We're learning every single day and I'm going to live present in the day because this ain't the finish line. This is not the finish. Line, and i'm not going to preach a theology that the finish line is in front of you it's in front of you no it's 400 years from now and we are going to build thoroughbreds to run this race like the apostle paul said but you gotta oh i feel a joke coming on you gotta start believing you're a thoroughbred instead of a jackass now you think that no listen to me you can either be burl strong b-o-r-o or you can be jackass strong. Which means I'm just dumb and can get the job done. Or you can start believing that you're a burrow, you're a home. Some of you don't think highly of yourself. And I'm telling you, he is delighted in you. Some of you don't think that you amount to anything and he wants to dream with you. Some of you don't think you amount to anything, but you're the pearl of great price. You're the treasure hidden in the field and he delights in you. How does all this come alive? All this comes alive in hope. Let's go back to verse 23. Now wrap your heart tightly around hope that lives within what? Us. No independence. Hope is found in us, in a people. Hope is found in union. You hearing me? The hope that's within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion and doing beautiful works. Do you know why most people give up in their independence? Because it costs them something to do an act of kindness to you. The next time you don't feel like you're a part of this family, instead of being on the flip side of they need to do something for me, I dare you to go honor somebody. Listen, it's awesome you honor my brothers and honor my apostle because honor says you can see them. You hold them to high respect. But what about the Biltz Farm? And what about city councilman Joe Yanish? And what about resurrected kings and redefined floors? What about Armin? What about Bill Cutray? What about Beth? What about you, Travis? What about you? What about you? What about you? What about you, Nate? What about Hope? What about you? What about you? What about you, Jada? What about you that he is so fascinated with you? Sam, why is he so fascinated with you? Why, Roy, why will God never give up on you? Never, 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 never. And then he puts that love in a father named Joey that will never, 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 never. And Roy wasn't here when Joey would be a city set on a hill, be a lampstand, crying out for Roy to come home. Roy wasn't here, but the frequency was hitting all the way down to Kentucky. My God, my God, my God, my God. So when you realize it's a new day, this is not time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed a habit. I can call people out by name that I knew they weren't going to be here tonight. And corrective crisis is coming. Why? So you'll dream again. There'll come a day where you'll stop dreaming over sickness and disease. There'll come a day that you'll stop thinking the only way God moves is in miracles. (laughs) Why do corrective crises come? Because he knows that's when your faith begins to grow. And then he'll, what you were panicking over, he fixes. And then he goes, when are we going to stop with this silly sickness stuff called infirmity? When are we going to stop with this little silly spirit called Jezebel? When are we going to stop with this little silly thing called perversion? You're called to shake nations. You're called to actually live out your dreams, Bridget. God so loves his time with you walking in the field, he goes ahead and marries the land. So he can make your adventure walks bigger because the dream is actually bigger than just a low farm on Chamberlain and a low farm on Frost. It's going to be a big farm on 303. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Stop with the SOS Christianity. brother. Listen, I'll pray for anybody sick right now. But you know what I don't have to be convinced of? Authority, order, function, blessing. I don't have to be convinced to submit to spiritual authority. I don't have to be convinced of honor. And I'm trying to teach a people. Oh, I'm going to say it. There is no other way. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it with boldness. There is no other way. The way of the kingdom is the way that John and Jesus tried to preach to all of us. Repent for the, change the way you think for the kingdom is at hand. Change the way you think for the kingdom is at hand. Stop pulling away. Stop getting in this habit. Your future's locked in your daily routine. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward, anticipating the day dawning. What is a day dawning? That is a new day, correct? Now watch, how do we walk into the new day? Go with me to Romans chapter 12. It's early, so just relax. It's eight o'clock. I've been chewing on this all week. Watch. 12-1. Beloved. How does he call us? What does he call us? Beloved. Beloved. He calls us beloved. That's what we just talked about for the last hour is being beloved. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response? What should be our proper response? Do you know why we're carrying such a weight in here? Because you're actually coming here and responding now. There is no, as a father, I don't allow people to spectate. We come in here and we go after God with everything that's within us. All in, all in, all in. Why is that? That's an upper room company. If we're going to be the family of intercession for the family and for the nation, then we have to be an upper room company that's all in. Does that make sense? Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. That's what we saw in this place today. We did not see a counterfeit. We did not sing somebody else's songs. We sung the songs of the North Gate and the songs of Zion. Now watch, stop imitating Do you love who we are? Stop imitating. There were moments in this ministry we favored Faith Chapel. Why? Because that's where I came from. There were moments in here where we modeled the ramp. That's where we came from. Encountered God there. It was right. Then there was a season we, we modeled and imitated Hope Chapel. Now we're being more authentic than we've ever been. Now the next thing that it says here is stop imitating what? I was using examples of what we see in the faith, which is, listen to me, this is okay. When you're immature, I want your kids up here jumping, dancing. I'm gonna mess with somebody. I don't even care if they even imitate how you pray in the spirit. I don't care if they imitate your prayer language because I'll tell you right now, my prayer language sounds a lot like my mom's. My prayer language also sounds a lot like Apostle D's. But at the end of the day, it's still my prayer language. You hear what I'm saying? Ooh, I'm waiting for emails. Now, Listen, I used it from a church standpoint now. You that own companies, you that are walking in marriages, you that are living a kingdom life, stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture that is around you. Do you or does your house not look like Portage County? Do you and does your house look like the world? Do your kids act like the kids in the public school or do they act like kingdom kids? This isn't about grading. This is about what you're teaching. Watch, or you're allowing. Coach Thompson You either coach it or allow it. You either teach it or you allow it. We're called to be a city set on a hill, so we should not be getting our kingdom ideas from Babylon. Every business owner here that's not making a million dollars a year should have shouted amen. You ready? It goes across and goes... If you're not walking in the increase that you're walking in, I'd probably stop using Babylon's ideas. Let me say this again. If you are a business owner in the room and you're not operating in all God has designed for you, then I would stop listening to Babylon on how you run your company. This is freedom. You know why? Because... The master's plan is going to come into effect. The master's plan is going to come into effect. The master's plan is going to come into effect. How many of you guys want your own office space? Raise your hand. There it is. Look at it. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is, right there right there and and when people walk into our convention center why can't they walk right into into the donut and coffee shop this ain't starbucks this is christy lynn this is mike this is jeremy kales who god's dreaming with right now about some stuff are y'all hearing me you guys hearing me you guys hearing me you guys hearing me You guys hear me? Stop. Stop thinking like Babylon. Stop. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. By a total reformation, how does it start? By you getting business ideas? No. It starts by you figuring out you're loved and you can't fail. That's the problem. Dreams don't come to pass in a kingdom mindset because you actually think you can fail. Listen, let me show you a kingdom entrepreneuring. (laughs) We have hundreds, if not thousands of soldiers lined up on a hill, trained. Nobody will fight Goliath. Entrepreneuring David comes in with a sling and a stone. They try to put Babylon's idea of warfare on David. David said, doesn't fit, doesn't work. This don't work on beloved I- This don't fit on beloved identity. I've got to show you that I'm so loved by God that the first thing out of his mouth is not I'm here to win a fight. The first thing is, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that ain't running with us and doesn't serve the God that I serve? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the name of Yahweh? My God's so strong. I'm going to take the... Dumbest way. It wasn't even like he had a catapult boulder. A golf ball. See, some of you are looking for the next big idea and God's trying to go, Now it's actually the size of a golf ball. But I'm gonna have to take that golf ball size idea and let you lift it up. And I'm gonna actually ask you, to show it to everybody else who's trained. can you, come on, man. Have you not envisioned the battle of David? Little boy goes down there, picks up a stone the size of a golf ball, stands in front of all the soldiers of Israel and all the soldiers of Philistine, takes his little idea, and has to wave it around in front of everybody who's trained in real estate, everybody who's trained in music lessons, everybody who's trained in retail, everybody who's trained in flooring, everybody who's trained in painting, everybody who's trained in coffee and haircutting. And he just keeps swirling it. And he didn't swirl it once. He says, Look at my little idea. Look at my little idea. And everybody's gone. He is about to get killed. And he, guess what he has to do with his little idea? Let go. He had to let it fly. He had to launch it. And when he launched it, he didn't win a battle that was, yay, David. He won a battle that saved, once again, it ain't gotta be about everybody. Why is it always about everybody? David's victory wasn't David's victory, it was Israel's. And if you'll so op- operate in honor and humility, when you kill one giant, they'll start singing songs about you. Do you know that that song wasn't true? Saul kills his thousands. David kills his beloved. Kills his tens of thousands. He killed one man. At that point, up to that point in Scripture, he'd killed one man. But God will make your name famous in the earth. If you'll quit holding so tightly to Babylon's way of doing stuff. Y'all tracking with me? I, I hope you're learning today. This is like Wilderness Society 101. I'm almost done. Okay, watch. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture. We are not going to be like every other church in this city. This will empower you. Watch. Watch. When you allow the thinking to change for your company, for the church, for everything we do, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in Abba's eyes. Now watch, go with me to verse 9, and we're just going to read. Watch this. This is nuts. So you let the inner thought change, correct? Inner thought changes. Going to stop doing it like everybody else. First thing, Hebrews 10, I'm loved and I'm going to love other people. I'm going to respect other people. If I respect people, then there's a feeling of deep admiration. I said it Wednesday. The moment you lose the feeling, then you better go honor them. Unless you've heard a word from Yahweh to get away. Even if Yahweh says get away, you know how I know it's done right? You'll look them eye to eye and say, I got to go. John Henchman is 100% correct. That is real. Somebody got mad the other day and said... Literally on social media, somebody got fired up at me and said, "I don't know why churches and jobs you can't hang out with people once you leave and blah 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 blah." And I said, "Well, if you leave a job, rightly you give a two weeks notice." And I said, "And if that's the culture to operate in honor when you leave a job, then it's probably honor that you go look the man of God. What if that man of God hurt you? Well, I don't know. Saw through a spirit, David. I mean, do you want to get biblical or do you not want to get biblical?" That's the problem. They want Burger King. They want to have it their way to identify with their hurt so they can justify something. No, honor is honor is honor is honor. And then they'll come back with, well, Jesus didn't honor the Pharisees. Yeah, he did. Don't tell me he didn't honor. He even honored Caesar for a knucklehead he was. Pay your taxes. Okay, give me a fish. Don't tell me Jesus didn't honor. He may have spoke his mind at times and called them whitewashed tombs, but he still honored them. How do you know that? Because when those Pharisees and scribes ask for his body to kill him, he said, here you go. I think that's honor. (laughs) Don't make me. It's not right. And it it is fleshly. It has nothing to do with the spirit. I'd love to just get in a debate on social media with those guys on live TV just one time. (laughs) Just one time. Almost done. We'll be done before nine. Lee does not even here, it, so I can preach till 10. <laughs> Jason's back there laughing. Beloved identity, loving others, changing the way you think, stop doing things like the world, right? Why am I not doing them like the world? Because he loves my little idea called a stone and a sling. He loves my little idea. He loves me so much. I'm gonna kill the greatest warrior in history with a golf ball stone right to the forehead. He loves me that much. I can't fail. I can't fail. I can't fail. So, watch. This is what happened to David. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted tenderly to loving your fellow believers. As members of one family, try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor towards one another. Try to outdo yourselves in respect towards one another. Y'all tracking with me? Try to outdo yourself in respect and honor. What is honor? High respect, high regard, great esteem. What is respect? A feeling. A feeling of deep admiration for someone Because of their abilities, their achievement, their position, or frankly, who they authentically are. To admire deeply as a result of their abilities, qualities, achievements, and position. I'm to honor you because of who you are. Watch. I'm to honor you because of who you are. I did this. Come here, BB and Tina. I did this the other day. How do we operate in the highest degree of honor? BB stand right here, Tina stand right there. I have to put Jesus in the middle of every relationship that I have. The first thing it says is love God and love one another, right? So I love him first so I can love her rightly. It's not second. I love him first so I can love her rightly. I move him out of the equation. I see her flaws. I see her mistakes. I see her as human. Now I see her as Jesus. This is how every relationship is supposed to be. So, respect and honor has to be in every relationship you're in. Or, with the rose petals, you'll start handing pieces of yourself to people and you don't get anything back. But, on return, honor's not prostitution, which means I give something to get something. That's not what it is. When I give something unto the Lord, it's because I want Him. When I honor her, it's because I want her. I don't want anything from her. I want her. I want every bit of it. I want the field. I want the treasure. I want the gifts. I want the flaws. I want. When I married her in covenant, I wanted every piece of who she was. That's why Matthew 13 is so real in this house. He wants every piece of who you are, even the parts you don't like and you hide from everybody. Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.